And now, here's your host, 10-year-plus comedic financial speaker, author, and executive speaking coach, Colin Ryan. I want to share with you a quick game you can play to improve your listening skills. And since I made it up, it doesn't have like a catchy title. So let's call it the memoir game. So the idea is that when you are talking to somebody, you're having a conversation, you are, you know, you want to be a good listener. So you're trying to focus on not just what it is you want to say next, but you're actually trying to really stay in what they're saying. And one of the ways to make this fun and more effective is to think of it like you're you're interviewing them for their memoir. Now, when I say memoir, you know, that's, of course, a book about their life. I'm not saying you're trying to collect a book worth of information, but it's just this idea of when they're talking about a period of your life of their life that was significant or they're talking about a growth area or a challenge they've been facing, you might ask something like, was there a key moment that stood out from that time? And just inviting them to create a scene instead of just sort of be high level and describe, inviting them to drop into a memory and then just being in that memory with them. And this is the other half of storytelling is what I call story getting, right? So I'm at, instead of telling you a story, I'm helping you tell me a story and tell us a story by just asking some more specific questions and helping you build out this thing that you're talking about. One of the easiest, most effective ways to, <clears throat> excuse me, to story get, just like with story tell, is to create a moment, is to hone in on a key moment and then ask for a couple of details that make that come to life. I do this a lot. I Something you'll learn about me is I love listening to people Full disclosure, I'm a former terrible listener. I was called out on it in college and it was a, I was very defensive at the time, but that's because they were right. I was not being a good listener. I was not making eye contact. I was going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I was just like demonstrating no interest. And I took that as a moment to change and listening has become one of my favorite things in life. It's what I do personally in my relationship with my wife. It's what I do uh, with my dog when he wants to talk. That's not a real example. <laughs> Remy, what's really going on? <laughs> but it's what I do with my personal relationships and it's what I do professionally as a coach is just the art of the, the dedicated art of listening to people. So before I get too off track, I'm talking about this idea of the memoir game, right? So the idea would be when they describe a moment is to have them go a little more specific. Had a guy tell me recently about his big inspiration in his life was his grandma. And afterwards I said, um, what was your grandma's first name? And he said, Bernice. And that just gives it that whole next layer of significance and pictureability, if that's a word, right? It makes it more specific in an important and really powerful way. Um, yeah, so, so that's an example. What's the first name of the person you're talking about? You know, where did this happen? <clears throat> um, sorry, I got a frog in my throat. Another example of this is um, 
or another reason why the okay i'll say this why the memoir game is so important is because it casts aside this idea that only certain people's stories are worth telling I think that as a human race, I think it definitely depends on our culture and our some of the narratives we grew up with, that why this is enforced. But for a lot of people, it's very difficult to take compliments. It's very difficult to talk about themselves. It's very difficult to see themselves as interesting and remarkable. There's a whole Google initiative called I Am Remarkable that teaches primarily women how to brag about their accomplishments because it's not bragging when you're just sharing the facts of what you're doing right. And my wife, Lindsay, is a global Google Top 100 facilitator in that program. And I will take any chance I can to brag about her because she's awesome and that program is awesome. And people really need permission to see themselves as remarkable. And one of the ways we can do this is again through this memoir game idea is to have them be the main character as they're talking to you. Just stay in what they're saying. And then what did you do? Oh my gosh, how did you feel then? Uh, what were you worried about? What, what did you think might have happened versus what did happen? You know, how did it feel when you had that breakthrough? Like just staying in that moment, that key moment and looking at it as a heroic moment. So I do this a lot in workshops with with teams, which is this idea of, you know, hey, we, you know, only some of us have interesting stories. The way I try to cast that aside is to ask people, what is something you overcame to get to where you are now? Because the notion is, if you managed depression and you're where you are now, that's a hero story that somebody needs to hear. If you have three kids, and you've survived it, that's a story that somebody really needs to hear, right? I grew up with asthma, not a particularly, you know, dramatic condition. It's quite common. But for me, I often felt like I could die from lack of air. And it shaped me in ways that are very important to who I am. I'm very observant. I can be cautious about my environment. I'm very affected by the suffering of other people because as a kid, I suffered in a way that was sort of not really noticed. You know, it's, 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 you take an inhaler. You don't necessarily from the outside think of it like this kid could die, right? Which was my experience. So it could be very intense. But as an adult, that has shaped me in ways and made, I think, my heart bigger because I just, I look for that because that's what I went through. So that shaped me. So what I'm getting at is this idea of forgetting this epic criteria that things have to be grand and remarkable and super heroic to be worth telling. No, some small transformation you've made in your life, some small victory, some small challenge you faced these are the types of stories that people need to hear. And one of the best things that you can do to improve your communication, to improve your leadership, to improve your impact, is to play the memoir game when you are talking to other people so that they walk away feeling fantastic about the time that they spent with you. Does that make sense? 
as leaders in whatever that looks like in your context, whether it's title, whether it's an, a thought leader, whether it's an influence, whether it's just volunteering and wanting to improve your small corner of the world. We have an important ability, an important uh, responsibility, I should say, which is to make the people around us feel like the best version of themselves. One of the best ways we can do that is to truly listen to people, to be curious, to stop listening to reply and start listening to understand and to really hone in on what they're saying and have fun with it and invite them into the story. I'll give you one more example. Um, I just thought of four examples. <laughs> we'll go with this one because this would be a nice place to wrap it up. In my financial coaching and speaking, sometimes we get into this idea of a money mistake, a, a, a stupid purchase, a regrettable financial decision. And this is an area where if you're listening, you can see people speak about their decisions with a degree of self-judgment or even shame. And I asked a group of people once, what is something, uh, what's a money mistake? What's a way you overspent? And one gentleman said that in college, he bought a lot of things on his credit card and got you know way over uh, the limits of what he could pay back comfortably and just you know classic credit card story. I bought a lot of things that I I regretted. Is when he said the word regretted, I thought, is there a way to take this from a regret into a cool moment in his memoir? Right? How do we flip that from negative to relatable and a little more positive. And so I said, can you think of one thing that you bought on a credit card, you know, that, that fits this description, something you just bought and didn't really know why you did? Actually, I'll do better. The question was, um, can you, did you ever buy something on a credit card that later you thought, why did I spend that money? And he said, I bought a $500 drum set that I never used. And you could just feel the whole energy in the room change because while we may not have bought a drum set, we relate through the emotion of now we have a thing he wanted that he was excited about. He got caught up in the moment and bought and then never used. It's so relatable through each of our own experience. And suddenly that negative has become, I think, really endearing. And I think you would agree. It changes it from a vague regret into a specific and kind of delightful example. And that's the power of the memoir game. So I invite you, jot down a few questions that you would ask somebody if you wanted to pull more out of them. Or think of some of the questions I shared in this, in this message here, right? And next time you're talking to somebody, notice, is this somebody I can build up, I can empower by playing a quick version of the memoir game with them? And just going into what's that key moment in that you know, journey you're describing that really stands out to you? What did you learn? What did it look like? Who, what was the name of that other person you mentioned? Right? How old were you? What city were you in? Um, were you scared? Were you excited? Were you shocked? You know, and just inhabiting that moment with them. And I think what you find is that they will walk away feeling really listened to and you'll walk away with, I think, a, a really positive feeling that I, I made an effort to have them feel listened to. And I like that version of me who listens as much as 
uh, he talks. So hope that's helpful. Play the memoir game. Let me know how it goes. And as always, work on your listening because one of the best skills we have as communicators, the most overlooked, but also the most powerful, is the skill of listening. My name is Colin. I'm a comedic financial speaker and an executive presence coach. Building the right communication skills will benefit every aspect of your work and change the way you give presentations, lead meetings, teach important topics, pitch clients, handle conflict, and recruit others to your grand and audacious vision. I created this podcast to cover all manner of communication and leadership and to share with you the work and insights I generate with my private clients all the time. Do you have a public speaking opportunity coming up? Whether it's a talk, webinar, podcast interview, a media appearance, a panel guest spot, key message to your audience, I can show you how to make your next public speaking opportunity 30% better in just one hour. Go to www.speaknextweek.com, answer a couple questions about your speech, and my team will respond within 24 hours. And if you'd like to take your overall communication skills from good to great, go to speaknextweek.com, scroll to the bottom, and grab our free guide to level up your public speaking today. Because your work, your story, and who you are matter even more than you think.